Greetings, and thank you for tuning in to another session of the Revenue Studios After Hour Podcast. I am Joshua B. Alexander, and welcome back. In this session, I interview directors, producers, actors, writers, and analysts in the world of film. So, if you know anyone who would be a great addition to this series, whether that be you, a friend, family member, feel free to comment down below on who that will be. Now, before we start and introduce our guests, let's throw out a piranha warning as the topics and discussions of the podcast may not be suitable for all ages. Apparently, may, may not be used, but this is a free and non-judgmental space, and I like to give my guests the liberty to speak however they wish to express themselves. The interview will consist of non-simple starter questions that may lead up to follow-ups as the conversation naturally progresses. In this session, I had the opportunity and pleasure of interviewing Vicki Spiegel, an independent filmmaker and writer. We talked about the importance of finding your people, individuals who share the same dream and goal as you, and most importantly, collaborating with people who will turn your weaknesses into strengths. And so, without further ado, let's start. Uh, you are a award-winning writer. Uh, I hate I hate <laughs> award-winning. I don't know why it just bothers me. Right. I've never actually won. You know what I mean? I've placed in contests. Oh, okay. So I guess okay. you could call that award-winning. Sure, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, well, winning, you know, you place in the contest, you know. Yes. That's great, that's great. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, well, it all begins with movies for me, um, because I've loved movies since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And um, the first movie I remember seeing on a big screen was Night of the Living Dead at the drive-in okay. <laughs> when I was five. And I begged my mom to take me. And she took me very reluctantly. And then once the zombies get to the house and start banging down the door, then I begged her to take me home. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> and she rolled her eyes and took me home. Um, but since then, it's just been, you know, the movies are like a second home to me. Um, and my, my mom was a single mom. Um, she came out when I was five, too, so I had kind of an unusual upbringing. Because in the 70s, it was pretty unusual to have a, a single gay parent. And then she became a pastor later, so that made it even more interesting okay. um so she was working a lot she was raising me and my two brothers and so she would often just take me to the movie theater and drop me off and i would just stay there all day i would just pay to go into the matinee and then sneak into the rest so um i grew up loving movies but um honestly i always felt like movies were too i don't want to say too good for me but unreachable like I didn't ever think that I could be a filmmaker myself. It felt mm -hmm. like too, too unreachable. Like unreachable. I wasn't worthy of them somehow, okay. you know? Okay. So um, I, I went to the Navy and um, I did, I detected and tracked nuclear submarines for a while. Wow. And, <laughs> yeah. Did not like it, but it was certainly interesting. And then got out and didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was like, you know what? I just, I love movies so much. Let me just try to get into film school. And I did. I got into film school. And um, pretty quickly learned that I actually love to write. Mm -hmm. That was where I wrote my first screenplay, actually. Not until I was in my 20s. Okay. And uh, my first screenplay was pretty good. I was like, whoa, I think I could do this, you know? Um, and also learned very quickly that I do not like production. Why not? It's... Gosh, you, you guys know what I'm talking about. It's such <laughs> hard work. It's I, I'm not averse to hard work. Right. Don't don't get me wrong, but um, 
it's just well, I, would you would you say like the whole planning of the production getting lighting getting sound getting everything i guess together so i guess that's more. it okay. um okay. plus i'm kind of uh, um an introvert so I like to sit in my little corner and write the story okay. and leave okay. me alone, okay. you know. Okay. When so it you're behind the scenes. Yeah, and, and producing, you. you have to deal with a lot of per different personalities. And I'm just, totally. <laughs> that stresses me out no end. Um, right. I'm just not good at it. So um, I really admire what you guys do, and I love just kind of being in the background. I'm like, what do you need me to do? I'll do it. All right. So many questions, so many questions. So uh, <laughs> what is your inspiration for you to get writing well what was your first script about oh if, gosh Ugh, really you want to talk about that <laughs> i mean if it's, if it's the first though that you know we won't it, it was it, a but... romantic comedy okay. it was not it was purely an experiment to see if i could do it and i had this wacky idea mm -hmm. um it, it was back when howard stern was really big right okay. first really big and i had this idea about um a, like a frustrated flunky who really wants to be a DJ, but everyone just treats him like a flunky. And in order to to make it big, he he get, finally gets a shot at his own show, mm -hmm. but he boggles it up really bad and ends up blowing up at one of his his guests, and it goes viral and everyone. And then so he turns him into he turns himself into like a shock jock, okay. just to get this show but it ends up jeopardizing his relationship with his girlfriend. So it was cute and it was funny and um, my friends liked it, you know, so I thought, okay, I'll keep doing this. But ever since then, um, all of my scripts have definitely been inspired from my own life and they are much better for it, I think. Yeah. There's a saying that the best stories you write are the ones that you know or the ones that you can yeah. you know. So that, that, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Uh, what genre do you normally write because you said that was romantic comedy um and you said that the first film that you saw that kind of got you was the uh, night of the living dead so yeah are you like a horror fan or i've always been a horror fan i don't know why my mom said when i was three uh -huh. before i could even talk i knew when dark shadows came on tv and i would point at the tv and that just, so I don't know why I became a horror fan, but I've always loved horror, but I don't really write. I write mostly drama, comedy, um, and I've written like a horror short recently, mm -hmm. but um, I don't really write horror. No, I just, I just love watching it. Good horror, that is. So would you say dramas maybe is what, or? Drama and comedy, okay, both, okay. yeah. Drama and comedy, okay. Um... So in 2018, you released a film called, uh, well, In the Night I Remember. So can you tell us more about that? Yeah, um, it, it was a documentary that I had no intention of making, but my mom asked me to make okay. it. My mom uh, was diagnosed with Alzheimer's in 2005, and um, she lived in Ohio, which is where I'm from. Uh, so uh, on my visit, one of my visits with her, we were walking in the backyard, and she said, "I would you make a uh, would you make a film about what I'm going through?" Um, I don't remember exactly how she asked me, but I knew why she wanted me to make it. Um, and so, for the next five years, every time I went home, I would just film what she was going through, 
And um, it, it took a very long time to finish the film because it was very emotional. And she died before she even got to see it, which breaks my heart. But um, it, it was a it, very much a labor of love. And it took the, the, the part that was the hardest was I had literally hours and hours and hours and hours of footage to look at. And I just thought, how am I going to find the story in this? Because I didn't want it to be just a woman with Alzheimer's story, right? I wanted it to say something about her. And I finally, once I latched on to the central story, which was her faith, because my mom was a pastor, and her faith was the center of her life, literally. She lived her faith. And I thought, that's it. That's, that's my way in. Everything that happened to her affected her faith, and she started to doubt herself. That was the heartbreaking thing about the disease. Mm -hmm. My mom was always a really strong, confident person, and the disease made her vulnerable and frail, and it made her doubt herself. And uh, she finally came through that, and, and she doubted that God loved her. That's what really broke my heart. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. was like, how can you doubt that God loves you? You know? Um, so I documented that, and um, the movie ended up being really beautiful. We got Marcia Gay Harden on board to do my mom's voice, which blew me away. Um, and all my friends were involved in it, too. That was the beautiful thing. My friends did the voiceovers. Uh, my friend Don helped me edit. Um, just it was it was a family piece, right. really. So I'm 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 very proud of it, yeah. And I think my mom would be too. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm definitely sure that she'd yeah. be proud of that because you put in a lot of effort and hard work, and that's what really what matters. Gosh, yeah. And I never ever thought I'd make a documentary. I'm not a documentary, right. but um, documentary documentaries are life. So. Can you, so what is your best uh, experience on set? Because, you know, you've done the documentary, you've written scripts, any type of story that you can tell us that uh, I guess can, like, summarize, like, your whole uh, filmmaking process or journey? Um, wow. I've had, I've got a real nightmare story that I don't want to share because the folks are still out there. Oh, <laughs> they wow. might come after me. I don't but um, my best experience is that really it's just working with friends because I've really only worked with friends. I've never worked once in film school. I once I determined that was where my nightmare experience was in film school. Okay, <laughs> once I determined I did not want to produce, um, I I help friends out on their films. I'm happy to do that, yeah. and those have been the best experiences because you know the pressure's off. I'm there to help them. I want to see their vision come to life. And it's just a blast just because you're with your friends, you know, so it's it's and everyone's not working for pay. So every, it's a labor of love. Wow. And I think that's that's the best experience, really. It truly is when you definitely uh, get a chance to work with people that, you know, you love and you care and you really like it kind of brings like the whole filming journey together. Yeah. Know? Like it really makes it fun because when you work with people that don't necessarily want to be in it or their yeah. you know the whole non-paid thing like there's like a whole story about that but uh you know working with friends is always great yeah so. there's a there's a buy-in you know like i mean look i'm not saying it, people have to make a living if, if you if you're getting paid to make films 
good for you, man. That's hard to, to do. But um, that's not been my experience. Right. All of my friends are, you know, we've all got day jobs. Right. So the only way we can make our films is to help each other. Right. And I think those end up being some of the best ones, you know, so. So what is something that you wish that you knew 10 years ago? Oh, 10 years ago. Um, instead of trying to make it, just make my own films. Hmm. You know, I, I mean, 10 years ago, I wanted to be a successful, paid screenwriter. You know, and I wanted to see my work up on the big screen. And I still do. But that's not my, it's not my main goal anymore. Now I just want to, um, I just want to produce my own stuff and help my friends produce their things. And I want to see my work get made. I don't necessarily need any more for that to be by some big production company. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. No, that that, yeah. that totally makes sense because even for me being a young filmmaker, I want to be successful. So for you to hear, it, you know, uh, for you to say that, it kind of makes me think that maybe that's the same thing that I don't want that as well. Yeah. Because I realize that I don't want the big industries to kind of control. The, you know yeah. the story or to change yeah. certain things especially now where they're just putting in so much things into stories you know yeah and I, I you know it's 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 very difficult so it's I have a really good story about it too and where it kind of the light bulb went off for mm -hmm. me was um, the closest I've ever gotten to having my work made by a production by a studio was um, my script loved ones um, it, it's based on uh, a summer I had as a kid and um, Amazon Studios was interested in it was actually developing it with me and it was so exciting and then it all fell apart like um, the executive I was working with on it really bad English sorry um, the, the executive I was working with she, one day she just said I'm really sorry but Amazon has decided this was way back when they first started making movies so this is a while ago. Yeah. She said they want to focus on more commercial projects. And my my script is definitely more of indie fare, you know. Yeah. Um, and I just thought, wow, yeah. okay. And a friend, I'll never forget, like later a friend said to me, well, did they option the script from you? And I said, no, we were just working. And he was like, well, they should have, if they were interested in your script, we're talking about a multi-million dollar company, right? Right, 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 right? They should have optioned it from you and then worked on it with you. And I was like, you know what? I didn't even think of that back then. I was just so excited to have somebody interested in my script and see right. my work come into life. And it got to the point where they were going out to directors even. And, um, and then it all fell apart and they decided to pursue more commercial fare. So um, after that, that's when I kind of, maybe I became a little jaded, maybe. But I think it was a good thing because then I decided, you know what? I need to start producing my own stuff. That's the only way I'm going to see my work come to life. And that's when I started doing things way out of my comfort zone, way out, like directing and producing. Um, but I really think we're just in that climate now where it's so hard to sell a spec script that if you want to see your work come to life, you have to find your people and do it yourself. All right.
Like, that's the only way, unfortunately. I mean, that's... Sorry to hear that, because it's, like, heartbreaking that they were interested, and then they pull yeah. out last minute, because it's just, like, one of those things you just don't expect. But, Super heartbreaking. Happens. Yeah. Yeah. Heartbreaking, but you know what? It's I don't regret it. I mean, because at the same time, it was valid. It was a validating experience for me. It validated to me. Okay, maybe I know what I'm doing. You know, so it, in in another way, it kept me going. What advice would you have for upcoming uh, filmmakers and creators? Uh, exactly what I just said. Find your people. Um, and I don't mean, I hear this word networking a lot and I absolutely hate it because um, I'm, I'm not like the life of the party. <laughs> I don't, I hate parties in fact, because I feel really awkward and uncomfortable at parties. Right. I feel like, who do I know here? Oh, I'm just going to turn around and leave, you know? Um, I, I don't like the word networking. What I like is um, find your people, find the people that you click with. And most of all, find the people whose strengths complement your weaknesses. So um, I found this amazing group, um, uh, New Jersey Screenwriters, and um, I was brought into the fold. Uh, I met somebody at a coffee shop. He came up to me and said, I noticed that you are writing. Do you, what do you write? And that's how I met him. And then he brought me into the group. And they're just a wonderful group of people. And we inspire each other and help each other on our films. Mm -hmm. So um, I've been very blessed to find that. Um, it's almost like finding, a, it's almost like a marriage. Like finding the right people to work with can be tricky, yeah, you know? 100%. The, yeah, you, your personalities kind of have to mesh. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But most of all, just don't feel like you need to know everything, mm -hmm. you know? Work on your strengths and find people whose, whose strengths fill in your weaknesses. Have you ever worked with any uh, big-time actors or award-winning people? <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> and I have a very... Um, it's still not quite a funny story for me yet. It's um, still a little humiliating, but um, I'll tell it because it's a good... It's, it's a good lesson. It was a good lesson for me. Um, my mom's documentary, I went out to Marsha Gay Harden to see if she would do the voiceover of my mom's part. And um, she very graciously, I mean, I couldn't believe it. She got back to me. She literally called me. I couldn't believe it. I was like, am I? I thought it was a joke at first. I was like, who's pranking me? You know, I didn't say that. But um, so anyway, she agreed to work on the film. And she's in L.A. So the way we did it was... Um, Literally, uh, the studio guy over FaceTime had his cell phone on a tripod so that she could see me and I could wow. see her. And I directed her that way, right? Um, but I was so nervous. I mean, can you <laughs> This This is an Academy Award winning actress. And I'm just like, Vicki Spiegel from Akron, Ohio. You know, like, right. who am I? And I'm not even a director, so I was so nervous, and I wanted her to feel like I was a professional. That was what I was most concerned about. I was like, I want her to know that I'm taking this and taking her time seriously. So I really over-prepared, <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, the day of the session, um, 
I won't even go into details, but at one point, you know, she, you know, she was asking me questions and, um, at one point I just heard her kind of let out this deep sigh, like, <sighs> and then she even said, Oh my God, like, <laughs> and I just felt, I immediately went, and I was like, okay, I'm really messing this up. And in that instant, I knew, I was like, what am I doing? She's a professional. She knows what she's doing. And I don't need to direct her. The All I need to do is answer questions if she has one. But she knows what she's doing. And it was, um, and then uh, later I heard, um, oh, shoot, who's Robert Altman? He said, I'll never forget it. He said, the best directing is casting people you don't need to direct. He said, cast the right people and you don't even need to direct them. Yes, that's that. <laughs> I will never forget that because I was like, that was the lesson I wish I had known in that moment to right. just, just let her do her thing. And if she has a question, answer the question, right. but otherwise let it. And, but she was so gracious and patient with me and gave us the, the most beautiful reading. I mean, it makes me cry when I think about it, oh my gosh. And um, the last scene in my documentary is of my mom walking down this path and Marcia reads this line, all of the lines are from my mom's journal. So I took all these journal entries to illustrate what she was going through. The last line Marcia read, it just, oh, so beautiful. Um, but yeah, sorry, long answer to your question. Uh, I did, and it, it went okay, <laughs> because she was so gracious. Oh, I mean, that's just an amazing story. I mean, I, I didn't mind that you're, you know, you were giving a long one answer, but I think, I think uh, you definitely hit it on, you know, like, you know, the nail to say that finding people that, you know, finding the right actor, mm -hmm. so it doesn't have to be like, you know, the perfect casting, because even my professor told me that in uh, screenwriting was like um don't fixate so much on i'm, I'm probably gonna butcher it because i'm trying to like re-remember his words but he was like don't worry about casting the perfect actor you know worry about casting someone that can take direction very well because oh. you have certain people that oh this person has the look but they're not right for the film so you know someone that can adjust or someone that can change is yeah almost like another you know good example for that but yeah True, yeah. Yeah. But but it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much the same thing. It's just that, you know, yeah. it's just a different outlook on that. Um, how has COVID impacted you at all? Oh, gosh. Um, it was really weird because I was in the UK when COVID hit. Mm -hmm. And um, I had, had intended to be there an additional month. And then I was starting to get really worried about whether I would even be allowed to come back home. So I cut my trip short and I came back. And at first, it affected me, I don't want to, in, a, in kind of a positive way because of the isolation. Mm -hmm. And I am a film fanatic, and I go to the movies, I'm not kidding, three times a week when the theaters are all open and running. And I couldn't do that. So I was forced to spend my time doing other writing. I was so productive. And then as it got later, I just really started feeling the isolation a lot because I'm not able to see my friends as much as I used to. My family is scattered. None of my family are in New Jersey. So I had to give up Christmas 
I had to give up Thanksgiving. I wasn't able to see anybody. And it's really, it's very, very lonely. And it's starting to affect my writing, I'm sorry to say. Because I'm starting to feel like a couch potato. Uh -huh. Like, TV has become my new movie theater. All right. And I need to nip it in the bud, and I'm going to. But um, I feel like things are getting better now. You know, we've got the vaccine. We've right. got a wonderful new president. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I feel like things are looking up, and I'm going to get productive again. But, um, I mean, everyone's going through it, right? We're all going through it. We all have our own demons to deal with, so... That's true because, you know, with Netflix happening and Hulu and they're adding more stuff, it's very easy to just binge watch stuff on television. Yeah, yeah. You know. So what do you think that the film industry or the film, you know, is going to go? I personally think maybe it's going to move more into streaming, but mm -hmm. what do you think? I think so too. Um, I mean, I, it just seems kind of obvious that that's where it's going to go, right? Um and I, I worry that the movie theaters are going to die out, but I don't see that happening. Right. And that gives me hope because I would, my heart would be, my soul would be crushed yeah. if the movie theaters died. That's like, I just love, I, I think people would miss the experience mm -hmm. of going into a big theater and sitting with a lot of other, other people and experiencing a movie together. Right. It's like a communal experience that you can't get at home, you know? Right. Um, but I do think, I don't know, I, I, I'd love to say that there will be more independent films out there mm -hmm. now because yeah. equipment is so much less expensive now. People are learning. I learned to edit mm -hmm. when I, when I did my documentary, I learned how to edit. Um, it's easy to pick that stuff up. So maybe we'll have more indie films now. I hope. Mm -hmm. I, I really don't know. I don't think movie theaters are going to die out because just the whole experience of watching it on the screen and you get the surround sound and everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, I, I, I think the touching point of that is when you said that watching it with other people. Because yes. if you like the film, you see other fans watching it, like something like the Avengers and everyone, you know, coming together to yeah. share. Like, like that whole camaraderie, like, I just think that just won't die out. So I think yeah. movie, they, they may probably take a different approach. But I don't think movie theaters are just gonna like die out, like just how how like the you know the driving theaters just like, you know. But I think well, movie theaters will still keep going. I hope you're right, and I, it just re made me remember too. Um, the new thing I've seen since COVID is theaters renting out their their theaters. Yeah. So you can rent a theater and invite your friends mm -hmm. and choose a film. Yeah. And watch it together. Right. I bet you they're gonna do more of that. Um, you know, just like more people are working from home now too. I don't think that's going to go away. I think companies are going to go, Oh, wait a minute. You know, um, it's, everything's changing. Yeah. Because of this, I think. Yeah, there's definitely money to be made in that. So mm -hmm. Yeah. I just think that this wouldn't be a very wise opportunity, but you never know corporations and stuff like that. Yep, but. exactly. Yep. So how would you go about finding your people? Because I know that's something that you've always said, finding your people, finding your people. So uh, as, you know, people getting into film, writers, stuff like that, would just doing film projects would be the only way to find it? Or is there like, I know that you talked about like there's like a screenwriting uh, group. So I guess that is mm -hmm. it just finding different like workshops and things like that to just, and, and like, like I know you say you hate the word net, um, 
networking, but, you know, is that, like, the only way that you can kind of find your people is through that medium, or? Uh, networking is fine, you know, um, that, that, that certainly is a way to find people, but I think the only way to really get to know people is to work on something with them, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Okay. So, um, like, for, like, for instance, the New Jersey Writers Group, um, we... At first, we were really just a writer's group. We weren't really producing much. And then um, we started getting into producing each other's shorts. And um, I think a good way is just to like, yeah, join a writer's. I've, I've been a member of several writer's groups, and some of them didn't click. I was just like, this doesn't feel right to right. me, you know. Um, join a writer's group, see how it goes. Join, you know... My gosh, there's a ton of people looking for help on their films. Just go and help on somebody's film and see if you like the folks. And if you like them, stick around, you know. Right. Um, if not, move on, you know. All right. All right. Um, there's there's a ton of ways to get okay. involved, yeah. So where can we find you? On social media? Um, I have my own website that desperately needs updating, <laughs> so don't judge me. But um, it's vickyspiegel.com. Um, and my... My email is Vicky at Vicky Spiegel. Um, I am on Facebook, but I, I really hate Facebook. <laughs> but you can find me on Facebook, whatever. Um, and Twitter, I'm totally not doing Twitter anymore. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, Vicky. It was your joy having you. A thank lot you. of insight, a lot of things that, uh, as an upcoming filmmaker and screenwriter, there's some things I need to think about as I'm thinking about making the jump to. Uh, LA so is that ah. really, you know so now I'm thinking that is that something that I really need to do or you know what I'm saying so yeah that, that's something that I'm gonna think over even just the whole process of just you know being a filmmaker and, and finding your people and stuff that you touched on definitely uh, has given me a lot of things to think about I know people in LA and I've heard I've heard both I've heard both ends I've heard people mm -hmm. say they hated it I had a friend who hated it and moved right back here mm -hmm. And I knew somebody who loves it. She absolutely loves it. So I think it's... Yeah. I mean, like, I've had people tell me that you don't necessarily need to make the move. But No, I don't think so. But I just feel like, for me, I think that just to get, like, a new uh, uh, scene, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, just, sure. to, you know, try something new. and Why not? Mean people. Yeah, so it was like, you know, I'm young, so why not? Austin, <laughs> too. Austin. I really wanted to move to Austin mm -hmm. at one time, and I did like a trial run. I moved out there for a few months, loved it, loved it, loved it, highly recommend it. Um, but I just, it was too far away from my family, and I couldn't take yeah. it, so I moved back here. <laughs> but Austin's another good one, yeah. Yeah, I heard uh, Atlanta as well. Yeah, Atlanta too. Yeah, they're yeah. rising up, so. Mm -hmm. So, did you enjoy the video? Why not give it a thumbs up? Subscribe to our YouTube channel, hit the notification bell so you can be alerted when we post something new. Follow us on Instagram at the Fisher Revenue Studios. Thank you for listening, and I hope to see you again.